the stories of mahabharata retold by sudipta bhaumik welcome dear friends to another episode of the stories of mahabharata in the last episode we heard how sanjay's diplomatic efforts failed to stop the war karna vowed not to touch his weapons as long as bhishma is alive respects to bishma and tell him to do whatever possible to ensure that his grandson stay alive and happy tell duryodhan to give us one small province from his vast kingdom and there will be no war after sanjay left for hastinapur yudhishthir came up to krishna and said it seems You are the only person who can save us from this debacle. Dhritarashtra wants peace but he is not willing to give us back our kingdom. I have powerful friends like you. Still for the sake of peace I asked for only 5 villages. I know Duryodhana won't agree to that either. A war only kills the good people, the ones who are wise and peace loving. the evil ones always survive we all know violence begets more violence destruction brings more destruction i don't want destruction i don't want war but i don't want to give up what is rightfully ours we must try all means to achieve truce if we fail and we run out of all options only then we should fight a war krishna kept quiet for a few moments then he looked at yudhishthir and his brothers and said for your sake my dear cousins i will go to hastinapur and pray to dhritarashtra for peace if i can get your kingdom without a war i'd be the happiest person but what if duryodhan disregards you said yudhishthir what if he insults you what if he and his brothers harm you i can't let that happen krishna smiled well if i can't broker a peace agreement at least people won't blame us as war hawks they would say we did all we could to avoid a bloody war yudhishthir sighed and said krishna do whatever you think is right you know the best I will try to present your case to the best of my ability said Krishna however knowing Duryodhan you should be prepared to fight the war win or lose there is nothing more glorious for a kshatriya than to fight a war for the right cause weakness doesn't suit him Bhim was sitting in one corner of the room with his head held low slowly he raised his head and looked at Krishna and said When you go to Hastinapur don't try to intimidate the Kauravas Duryodhan is impatient and doesn't understand what's good for him 
Be kind to him when you speak. Don't say anything to enrage him. We'd rather accept defeat. But we don't want the total annihilation of the Bharata dynasty. Yudhishthir, me, Arjun, we all prefer peace to war. Krishna was taken aback by Bhim's response. How strange of you to say these words. You have always been eager to destroy the Kauravas. You promised to kill Duryodhan with your mace. You promised to tear apart Dusashan's chest. And now you speak of peace. What's come of you? Are you afraid of the war? Dear cousin, shake off your malaise and prepare to fight. A Kshatriya doesn't accept anything that he doesn't acquire with his might. Bhim jumped up from his seat. His face turned red with rage. How could you say such harsh words to me? You either don't understand me or you have taken me for granted. Listen to me. I am no coward and I am not afraid of any war. When the time comes, you will see how I crush the enemy under my feet. Krishna, when the war happens, you will know what I am made of. Krishna stood up and embraced Bhim. Don't be angry, my dear cousin. I had no intention of insulting you. I was only trying to boost your spirits. Arjun said, Krishna, we will do whatever you advise. If you think war is the only way out, then so be it. Give us the order and we will fight without any question. Nakul said, Krishna, we trust you will do whatever is best for the moment. It is natural for men to change their minds. Listening to you, the Kauravas might have a change of heart too. Sahadev, however, had a different view. I don't know why my brothers are insisting on peace. I want you to ensure the war. Even if the Kauravas have a change of heart and they want a truce, you make the war happen. After what they did to Draupadi, I can never have peace without seeing the dead body of Duryodhan. Tell that fool Duryodhan, either we'd win back our Hastinapur or we go back to the forest. Draupadi has been listening to her husband's talk and haven't made any comment. Krishna saw her standing in one corner of the room and weeping quietly. Panchali, don't you have anything to say? Draupadi looked up and said, Krishna, I was born of the Yagna fire sacrifice and that's why people call me Yagnasaini. With my valiant husbands alive, with you as my dear friend, I had to suffer the worst humiliation any woman could ever think of. Shame on Arjun's weapons. Shame on Bhimshan's strength that Duryodhan is still alive. She held her hair and swung it in front of Krishna. When you speak to the Kauravas, remember this hair of mine that was pulled by Dusashan when he dragged me to the dice game. How can I rest in peace without seeing those hands of Dusashan severed off his evil body? If Bhim and Arjun want peace, let them step aside. My old father, my gallant brothers, my five sons and Abhimanyu will fight the Kauravas. They will kill Dusashan and give me my revenge. 
Krishna put his hand on Draupadi's head. My dear sister, be rest assured, those who humiliated you, tortured you, will die a horrible death. If the sons of Dhritarash don't listen to my advice, their dead bodies would be devoured by rats and dogs in the battlefield. Stop crying. Soon your husbands would kill their enemy and regain their fortune and glory. days later, on an autumn morning, Krishna mounted his chariot to travel to Astinapur. Satyaki accompanied him. On the way, Krishna met Vyasa, Narada, Parashuram and many other sages. They were all travelling to Hastinapur. Parashuram said, We are going to the Kaurava court to listen to you make your case for peace. Go ahead, we'll see you in Hastinapur. When Dhritarashtra heard that Krishna himself is coming to Hastinapur as an ambassador of peace, he called Duryodhana and said, Make gala arrangements to welcome Krishna to the city. Make sure he is treated with respect and dignity. He turned to Vidur and said, I wish to offer Krishna expensive gifts. How about sixteen golden chariots driven by powerful horses? Eight elephants? One hundred servants and one hundred maids. I am sure that will make him happy. <laughs> Vidur laughed. I understand your motives. You are reluctant to give the Pandavas five small villages, but you want to bribe Krishna with these expensive gifts. Be rest assured, Krishna won't accept any of your gifts. Rather, the greatest gift would be to accept his proposal and bring peace to the Kaurava dynasty. Duryodhan said, For once, Vidur is right. Krishna won't be pleased with our gift, for he is on the Pandava side. If we offer him expensive gifts, he would think we are scared and trying to appease him. Father, I told you several times, Sharing the kingdom with the Pandavas is out of question. So don't even think about it. Now listen to my plan. When Krishna arrives in our palace, I will capture him and throw him to the dungeon. If we can neutralize Krishna, the world will be ours. Hearing Duryodhan's plan, the blind king shuddered in fear. Don't even think of capturing Krishna. Krishna is not only the emissary of the Pandavas, he is also our revered relative. He should be treated with respect. Bhishma, who was trying to ignore Duryodhan for some time, couldn't stay quite anymore. He looked at Dhritarashtra and said, Stop your son from trying such a foolish act. Else, Krishna's rage would destroy them instantly. The next day, Krishna arrived in Hastinapur. Dhritarashtra, Bhishma, Dron welcomed him with open arms. Duryodhan walked up to him and said, Krishna, you must be tired from this long trip. 
We can have our formal talks tomorrow. Now please come inside and rest a while. Our cooks have prepared delicious meals for you. Krishna bowed to Dhritarashtra and the other Kuru seniors to pay his respect. Then he turned to Duryodhan and said, I am sorry, Duryodhan. As an emissary of the Pandavas, I cannot accept a meal until my mission is accomplished. We have no animosity with you. Why won't you accept our hospitality? asked Duryodhan. Krishna said, The Pandavas are my friends. An enemy of the Pandavas is my enemy. Now I would like to visit Kunti and have my meals at Vidur's place, where I also intend to spend the night. Tomorrow morning, I'll come to the court and offer my proposal. Kunti was overwhelmed with emotion when she saw Krishna. She embraced Krishna and said, I am so glad to see you. Tell me, how are my boys? How unfortunate a mother I am. My sons, who would have been the rulers of the world, had to suffer 13 years as beggars in the forest. Krishna held Kunti and said, Dear aunt, please don't blame yourself. The bad times will soon pass and your sons would once again be the rulers of the world. After spending some more time with Kunti, Krishna went to Vidur's house. Vidur was overjoyed to have Krishna as his guest. He served him with whatever meager food he had in his kitchen. I am sorry, I couldn't offer you anything better, he said. You should have had your dinner at the palace. Krishna said, A meal served with love is more delicious than any royal kitchen in the world. After the meal, Krishna reclined on a straw mat to take rest. Vidur sat near his head and said, You shouldn't have come to Hastinapur. The Kauravas won't listen to you. That arrogant Duryodhan thinks he can do whatever he wants. Now with his eleven Nakshavini army and the loyal service of Vishma, Drona, Kripa and Karna, he thinks he's invincible. I am afraid tomorrow Duryodhan would lose his temper and try to do something terrible. I suggest you go back. Krishna smiled and said, Come what may. Tomorrow I will do whatever I can to stop this deadly family feud. Else, history would blame me for not trying. If Duryodhan doesn't listen, he'll have to suffer the consequences. Vidur said, Well, so be it. Let's hope for the best. Maybe tomorrow we'll herald in a new chapter in the saga of the Bharata dynasty. The Stories of Mahabharata is written, directed and told by Shudipta Bomek. Audio engineering, original music and sound design by Avi Ziv. Find us online at facebook.com slash Mahabharata podcast. Join the group for updates and news. Subscribe to the podcast using iTunes or any other podcast catcher. On Twitter, we are at Mahabharat Audio. The podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons non-commercial license.
now for some late-breaking news. The podcast is also available as a book, Dwapar Kata, The Stories of Mahabharata, published by HarperCollins, India. Thank you.